what is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Babo, and I want to welcome you all for the first time if you're coming here to Babo's Block. And if this is your 18th, 17th, 32nd time, or whatever, what up, dog? It's good to see you. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to stop by this weekly bot party that I have every time I step behind the mic. You guys are in for a really treat today. Um, <laughs> We have a lot to cover and a lot to go over today, just kind of getting to the nitty gritty. Um, firstly, let's go ahead and say first thing foremost, this episode is sponsored solely by my Patreon. My Patreon is where you can do the most good for this podcast, where everything that happens on the show is sponsored or paid for by the people who donate to my Patreon. I have multiple levels levels on there that you can start donating from like a dollar all the way up to like $3,000. And if you give me $3,000, you might as well go ahead and put on your white dress and meet me at the altar because you just bought a Bobo and we might as well get married. We ain't getting no younger, so we might as well do it. So honestly, first of all, that song is trash and toxic because reasons of just getting married because we ain't getting no younger. Might as well do it. Like we'll have a whole dissertation on that show or that song one day. Uh, it's been said before, but I, I think it, it bears being repeated. Um, yeah, <laughs> off on the tangent already. So let's go ahead and get into things. Um, I want to start off with the update. We have a lot to talk about um, in Around the Net. And also our nergasm today is on the Snyder Cut. Uh, ah. <laughs> I will go into why I named the show what it is named in the Nerdgasm, so you guys will definitely enjoy that as a little bit of a treat. So let's go ahead and tell you what I've been up to. If you guys haven't been um, checking my social medias, I've been back in the ring a little bit more often. And yeah, with that, Bobby Ledger has been hitting the ring bi-weekly at Team Vigis Pro Wrestling Visions Dojo down there in Orlando. I'll be back down there again, a part of my tag team, Kiss It!, whether it be the rig or the bat, you'll kiss it. Um, <laughs> he hates that that little slogan, my tag team partner, the dashing cab, the king of queens. But yeah, I was in action against Zia James multiple times this this uh, past week. You guys can go check that out on either YouTube or the Twitch, or we have uh, footage coming up as well on my socials. So just be on the lookout for that. But yeah, love being back in the ring. It's been a great time being the beast of the bold city or the game changer or whatever wherever you may catch me at man go ahead and just give me a shout out whenever you see me in the ring so yeah <laughs> um that has been dope what hasn't been dope is these allergies jesus christ spring is here spring is like in full effect and it is kicking my nose's butt like my god you can hear the congestion as i talk but um <laughs> who yeah, it's just, oh, man, it is, it is brutal right now. I was literally down for an entire day after I was wrestling because I just could I could not breathe. I couldn't move or nothing. So, yeah, I'm dealing with allergies. I hope you guys who do also deal with allergies are doing okay. Um, take your Benadryl. Take your Claritin. Take whatever you want, the Zizol, whatever you take it on because it's real out here, especially down here in Florida. It is a pollen like wasteland like everything is covered in pollen um so i'm super excited to get back outside at least um even though the world is still kind of like chaos and burning around us we we have to 
still do what we do best and and um sometimes that means venturing outside so it's a little bit warmer weather a little bit sometimes gloomy because it was raining as well it's it's all crazy all crazy weather but yeah um that is something that we really um are excited about here around the block is is grilling weather yeah i love to grill so yeah we might be having a block party sometime soon you never know yeah i haven't had a block party on here in a minute so you guys could definitely look out for a new playlist or something that i'll be able to drop for you guys and yeah you know how i love me some some music so we'll go ahead and get into that so let's go ahead and um how can i what can i say i wanted to save this for around the net but i feel like this is something i wanted to at least talk about our address um in the update as well because this personally affects a lot of people that i know a lot of people that i love there has been an uptick on assaults and endangerment of lives of asian american pacific islanders around this country since the pandemic has started also there was a major um killing of multiple asian american pacific islanders over the past weekend in the georgia area and it's something that we all have to come together as a community and address just the same way that we do for black lives matter we also stand to stop asian hate and even it's not even stop asian hate it's at this point stop white terrorism there is a weird notion or misconception that there's just something that we can do to all figure out what 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 we can do for the the people that are being assaulted. Yeah, there's this one thing we can do. We could have a honest and open conversation that people need to address literal white supremacy, white hatred against other minorities and cultures. It's it's very saddening that we have to come together and rally together behind each other underneath the same premise of just stop killing us. Stop killing us. That should not be a battle cry that we we hearken behind, but it is. Just stop killing us. Whether it be Asian, Black, Hispanics, whatever. Just stop killing us. I stand with all of my Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers, sisters, friends, colleagues, everyone who I've known, loved, interacted with, worked with. You guys have my love, support, and I weep for the people who lost their lives. It honestly shouldn't be like this on a constant basis, but it is. And that's why I said I didn't want to put this in around the net because this is something we need to address now. Something we need to address forwardly and as strongly as we were in 2020 behind everything that we've done for the Black Lives Matter movement. We also will be strongly hand in hand with our Asian brothers and sisters behind Stop Asian Hate. All right. So. I got that out of the way. <sighs> Feel a little bit better. Um, I wanted to talk about that, especially because it's not just a, as people would be like, oh, you're just hopping on the bandwagon. It's not hopping on the bandwagon. I have so many friends, loved ones who are literally affected by this on a daily, like a daily like basis, as in I was afraid for my life. If you ever listened to my episode of Kicking It on my Patreon called Fear For My Life, they fear for their lives now. And I, I'm not going to be one to ignore that. I'm not going to be one to sit by idly as my friends are afraid that they can't walk down the street 
without being either harassed or assaulted or they worry about their elderly parents or their elderly grandparents who are just living their lives you don't know if there's going to be somebody who just gets bold one day and just hops out and attacks them it's such a fearful position to be in and i never wish that on anybody so yeah stop asian hate plain and simple stop killing us all people deserve to be left alone and to mind their business that's really it man people are just out here living life but yeah again out the way thank you guys for letting me get that out appreciate you for listening to what i had to say about that and yes go ahead and support however you can so with that being said let's go ahead and jump into around the net and um yeah we're going to start off First, with Around the Net, with a big premiere um, on Disney Plus last week, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1 dropped. This is actually going to be a six-episode series. It's shorter than WandaVision, but the episodes are a little longer. Um, WandaVision were like 30 minutes, like 25 to 30-minute episodes or whatever, with the last one being like 45 or something like that. These episodes are about 45 to 48 minutes. So if you were doing like television with commercials, it would be an hour long where Wanda would have been a 30 minute sitcom. So that's very interesting to see how they're going to be delving out the stories because not all of these series probably will be um, like cookie cutter. And that's one good thing because you have different narratives to be told in each of them. And I'm excited to see where this one goes. It actually picks up with a lot of interesting story plots. You get to see Sam and Bucky both separate, but living their lives. Like Sam is kind of going about his day to day. He's working with the air force and the CIA and stuff. And like running black co-op missions and you one thing I will say in the first five minutes Sam shows why he is fucking badass like people were when I say people me we were worried that can Sam Wilson as a character hold his own in an action setting and I will happily say yes he can like my god like Sam was literally on fire like i was excited and hyped within the first five minutes of this episode um bucky has a very good story it's going to be weaving like his past into his present and like there's just a touching moment of where you see why bucky is the way where why bucky is in the place that he's in and it's just like damn it hits your heart so hard highly recommend episode one and also will tie in to because i i wanted to do this originally um, <laughs> I wanted to do this originally as the nerdgasm for this week, but it also ties into probably next week's nerdgasm, and they'll probably get into it more with the next episode as well too. So it'll probably still be relevant. Um, but superheroes be out here living some hard ass lives and be broke as fuck, and we got to talk about that. We really have to talk about that. That was a big pivotal point in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you'll see where in the story or whatever. Like they live some. Like, you have to either be Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne 
to live comfortably as a superhero, and it's fucking crazy. But again, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it probably next week, or maybe make make it a bonus episode. Have a couple of bonus episodes in the pipe. You guys will be able to get those exclusively on my Patreon. As I said, Patreon will be where all of my bonus episodes live, um, and you guys will definitely want to check the next two out if I do that one as a as a Patreon um, bonus episode. But I'll keep you guys posted. Maybe something I do want to talk about. Yeah, maybe something I do want to talk about on the show live instead of doing it as a bonus. And like I said, you guys have to like <laughs> wait for it. So we'll 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 see. We'll fill it out, okay? But yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier Disney Plus. Go check it out. Next episode drops Friday. Again, only six episodes. So this one is going to go a lot faster than Wandavision, and there's a hell of a lot more action. Um, I was excited about WandaVision and even the build like I say if you guys listen to the WandaVision episode I loved how it was this one is like balls to the wall straight up action flick and I'm still hyped like it's keeping me excited and keeping the energy up so I I, I can't wait to see where they go and where they take this thing so cool alright so that's out of the way Falcon and the Winter Soldier so let's go ahead and get into um, a little bit of news from the week alright so Firstly, up we have um, on the docket. Oh, Idris Elba and Sabrina Elba ink a Crunchyroll deal to executive produce a new anime. Like this is really dope. Um, this came from um, I want to say Deadline Afrotech, I believe. Afrotech is where I'm reading it at, but you guys, it probably was sourced from another um, news site as well too. But yes, Idris Elba and Sabrina Elba, husband and wife duo are going to be out here making some or producing an anime and I'm I'm ready like my body is ready we need more black anime producers we need more black animes in general so this is going to be dope um they're working on the title or the working title if it is Dante um D-A-N-T-A-I or Dantai yeah this the couple's first anime title is set to be produced through Sabrina's Pink Towel Pictures and her husband Green Door Pictures so this may be an animated animated feature film never know we'll see um he said we're really excited to be announcing this deal on our first anime said idris elba in a statement according to uh, according to variety said it's from variety we're both fans of the genre and we see a huge opportunity to create something he has something unique for a powerhouse like Crunchyroll. This story of Dantai is our first collaboration. Such producers together, and this one is that. Yeah, this one is close to our hearts. So I'm super excited about that, and I can't wait to see what comes of it. I hope that it comes very soon or it gets greenlit very soon. So yeah, man, you guys be on the lookout for that. Indeed, um, I'll if I come across more information about it, I'll definitely keep you guys up to date. Next up on the docket, we have this amazing thing that um, Marvel is doing. It's like a special, how can I put this? Special variant edition for all of the, well, the X-Men books. We have like House of X, Excalibur, X of Swords and all this stuff. It's called the Hellfire Gala. And it is banger. Like you get to see the actual, um, the actual characters of the X-Men or the characters in the current X-Men books and all in like Met Gala form is so dope. So they have one of Storm, we have one of Penis, Penance, how would say hate to say that word. We have a Phoenix one or Marvel Girl. Um we have one of Kate Pride. Uh what else we have? We had Dazzler, we had like I know we had a Cyclops in there. Who else? Do 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 um 
yeah, we have Emma Frost. We have like for X Force, Emma Frost, and we have for the Marauders another version or variant of Emma Frost that looks dope as fuck. There's a lot of Emma Frost though. Like we have a Rogue for Excalibur. Um, where is it? Like we have Rogue in there. We have um Scott's daughter. What's her name? Rachel Summers. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel Summers is, has a Met Gala one. Like I said, Cyclops has a Met Gala look. Like, it's all really dope. You have Angel. Like, it's... If you get a chance, um... Entertainment Weekly did a did a full spread on all the covers and all the um, variant looks of them. Go ahead and check it out. And as well, I have a, a Twitter follower or a Twitter person that I follow who really dropped it for me. It is the new T Sage. Um, the new T Sage is a great account to follow anyway. He's, they give out amazing comic book um, info. And like I said, they, they know what the fuck they're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> And de- definitely, they are a comic book writer, reader, and critic. Formerly, uh, former troll, not retired. He is an Evangelion agent zero, <laughs> unit zero eight, and he's into a lot of stuff. Go ahead and give New T Sage a follow. Okay, so yeah, that was a really dope thing to see. Um, the the X Men variant. So I was really excited about that. Um, up next on the docket, Sony is actually preparing to shut down the PlayStation community's feature on the PlayStation 4 coming up in April. This is a big, big uh, development because, like, not everybody has a PlayStation 5 yet. Nobody ever has, like, the availability to still get there. So shutting down this PlayStation 4 community tab is actually very, very presumptuous of Sony. I, I, I'm, I'm, a still, I'm a huge Sony fanboy, but they are looks like they're going through with shutting down the communities tab in April. Um, I'm trying to see, trying to see if they give a definitive date or so. Um, Yeah, it was said on a note in the, the PlayStation support page that Sony says that the PS communities will no longer be supported beginning April, 2021 through the messaging and other features will still be available though, through the PlayStation app. The communities is a feature that lets PlayStation 4 users use PlayStation 4 users create and join groups based on interests. Interests. The groups are able to play games together, discuss their interests via message boards and systems, things like that. It's basically like groups on Facebook or whatever, but it's for just like said Sony users and players. So yeah, it's a big blow to PlayStation 4 owners because again, like, what if you? still don't have an availability to get a PlayStation 5 and we thought by now we would be able to have people with PlayStation 5s in their homes like people have them but like it's still a big reseller's market like I looked up trying to get a PS5 the other day and it's like still like 800 and some odd dollars just trying to get it like just off the internet it's stupid crazy so we'll have to see what happens with that Moving along, we have a little bit of um, Netflix update news, casting news at that. Um, so, Adoja Ando, um, who plays the beloved lady Danbury in Bridgerton, and the actress from The Bisexual and the Irregulars, the talented Cassie Clare, will be both casted in The Witcher Season 2. Adoja Ado will be playing Niniki and Cassie Clare will be playing Philippa Elhart. These are two characters that are within the series and the games of The Witcher. So go ahead and like I said, if you want to read up a little bit more about these characters to see what kind of roles they will be playing in the actual series. 
I'm <laughs> I actually <laughs> actually got to watch a couple of friends do game game through my uh, gameplays through of the Witcher. Like I am not the biggest gamer when it comes to the Witcher. Like, like I haven't played through all the games or whatever, but I really enjoy the story and the narrative. And I, and I love how they weave it from the novels and things like that, that are associated with the Witcher. So yeah, go ahead and take your chance out. I'm going to go ahead and do the same read up on these characters. And definitely I'm excited to see two faces that are prominent, um, actors get a good role in, in a nice fantasy, fantasy, um, story. So, Next up on the docket, we have big news that has been actually sweeping Twitter today. So DC or Warner Brothers has requested that the writer and director of Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennell, has been tapped to write a script for the upcoming Zatanna film. So I know we got a got a bit of a tease that they were going to do a Zatanna film, but they never really kind of gave any confirmation, but this is a very huge step. If you guys, um, have, I would say <laughs> if you're familiar with promising young woman and also even seen it or so, it was a very good, good movie. Like very well, like, like it was so suspenseful and like written out. So I'm excited to see what she would do in the superhero genre. It was a good dark and twisted not twisted as in like sick or sadistic, but twisted as in like, okay, like I didn't see that shit coming. It's twisty, like a little plot twist here and there. But yeah, promising young woman is good. So I want to see her, what she would do with a superhero. Here's my chance. So yeah, Emerald, fin- yeah, Emerald Fennell. She's she's gonna be probably working on this script, and it probably won't come out till like 2025 ish or something. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm giving a estimate on my time because like I know for sure what we're working with now currently a lot of things have been pushed back delayed or, or, or postponed or whatever so any new projects probably aren't even going to be slated until way later down the line so yeah hopefully we get more news about that also in um adaptation news keanu reeves the the video game character the comic book writer the the actor the the probably a singer or whatever he actually has a feature adaptation coming for his um his comic book through boom studios berserker and it looks like he's probably going to star in that role too um it looks like they say they're doing a feature adaptation and anime spinoff and the feature adaptation is probably going to be live action. So it's definitely going to be Keanu Reeves starring as Berserker. He literally based the character off of himself. And it, I, ha- I, I, I have wanted to, re- I have wanted to get my hands on it. We still haven't, I still haven't gone back to the comic book shop yet. So I haven't been able to update or really pull my pull list. So when I get my hands on it, I'll definitely give you guys a review. But what I did read was milestone returns number zero that will be your guys next bonus episode so definitely um be on the lookout for that bonus episode on my patreon and i'll tell you exactly how i felt about that comic okay all right and lastly okay so i have an issue with i don't know i have an issue i'll get into it now so batwoman has announced that they will be bringing on wallace day as the new altered kate kane in this big reveal story so if you guys aren't um 
familiar what's going on with Batwoman. They actually, well, they 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 teased that they killed off Kate Kane. It was a big plane crash, and they couldn't find Kate and everything like that. But they they were really like, oh well, maybe she's still out there. Maybe she's still alive. And it's been this whole thing throughout the entire season of or the first half of the new season of Batwoman. A new person has stepped into the um the mantle of Batwoman. She is known as Ryan Wilder. She is played by the actress um, Javica Leslie. I'm sorry, Javicia Leslie, and she is literally knocking it out of the park for me. I enjoy the dynamic between her and Luke Fox, and I enjoy um, how she has integrated herself into the Bat Team, into that Bat World, and how she was already connected from beginning. So we literally have this new Batwoman who needs to be solidified and they're still teasing that Kate Kane is still alive and she's going to come back and oh I have Kate Kane hostage so here's what they say Leslie will continue on as Batwoman that's for sure in fact the reintroduction of Kate Kane further solidifies her place as the one and only Batwoman and we must reiterate that she is the first black actress to step into the role of that iconic superhero but on Sunday night, Batwoman answered the lingering question of whatever happened to Kate Kane. So we know that she ha- was in a car or a plane crash and her whereabouts have remained elusive. But the mystery was solved when, well, it was solved tonight when they announced that Wallace will step into the role that was once played by Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose left the role originally before a lot of reasons, uh, some of personal, others of just like said, the stress and the the toll that it takes on your body. So yeah, we we know that you're not obligated to stick with all this, like stick up, well, stick with all the pains that it comes with being a superhero. It's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, so I, I still appreciate it that she knew when it was time for her to kind of like sit bow bow out because it was basically too much for her and that's fine so um on here as well the second half of the season is going to reveal where kate has been and what that means for her character going forward at the end of the last episode the audience discovers that kate is alive but she's unrecognizable due to her injuries that she sustained in the plane crash she's bandaged and being held hostage so that's why they say that she's going to be playing an altered version of Kate Kane because they're probably going to do some plastic surgery type deal or something. I don't know. It's going to be weird, but they're going to make it to, to make it to be like, okay, this isn't Ruby. This is how this is how Kate looks now because of the plane crash. So we'll figure that out or so or get more details on it or so later. Um, I know for sure. I like the direction that they were going. It gave Batwoman such a different um, vibe and edge to how she interacted with the people of Gotham. And I really appreciated what they were doing with Ryan and her character. So I know for sure that it's going to be something different for me to deal with, but I'm still going to watch. Hopefully they don't, they don't lose what they were doing. And I'm excited to see what happens with the Batwoman story next. And even if we bring Kate back, that doesn't mean, like they said, that Leslie will, or Ryan will go away. 
<sighs> so I got that at least done or so. Go ahead and take a little quick break. I'm gonna go blow my nose, <laughs> and then we'll come back and I'll go into the nerdgasm for the night, guys. back from the break and thank you guys for kicking in here with me again so right now i want to take a quick second to give a big shout out to one of my faves right now ace comic con is going to be doing an exclusive q a session with actor philanthropist whatever you like the, the icon and america's ass chris evans and his brother scott evans and it's going to be premiered tomorrow well today at 6 p.m eastern standard time over their YouTube channel and their Facebook page. So again, check out Ace Comic Con's interview, the Q&A session with Chris and Scott Evans. It's going to be hosted by my fave, and she should also be your fave, Angelique Roche. She is one of the <laughs> one of the dopest people that I follow on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, she is overall powerhouse when it comes to nerd and geekdom um, she's one half the radical geeks along with the blurred girl you guys definitely won't want to miss this the last time that she got a chance to interview chris evans it was a spectacle i cannot wait to sit down and watch this interview as well i know you guys will love it she's also been the one doing a lot of the q a panels um for marvel shows as well and she is one of the executive producers behind Marvel's Voices. Um, Marvel Voices Legacy is the one that Stephanie Williams has also um, put on 
for the Monica Rambeau story, she was the one who kind of got that back in, um, onto the slot. So Angelique Rocher, definitely check her out on all the interwebs under Angelique Rocher. You guys will not be disappointed with her content. I enjoy all of her TikToks, all of her Instagram posts, all that stuff. She is, again, one of my literal faves. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely check that out tonight at 6 p.m. This should be premiering tonight at 6 p.m. because this comes out on the 23rd. Um, so yeah <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get into this nerdgasm <sighs> as you guys see by this um title Zack snyder's infinite playlist we're going to be talking about the snyder cut tonight oh man so i'm going to start with what everyone else has been saying it's long as fuck like let's just call a spade a spade it's long Zack snyder um, was literally able to weave and masterfully show his vision for Justice League that we kind of, kind of felt that we needed or so. Um, what I will say is that this was a very good story if it <laughs> if it got edited. Like four hours of it is way too much, but um, it did what it needed to do, as in redeeming the original justice league because i honestly i I never hated the original justice league i just kind of like never gave it that much energy but it was literally like a straight two-hour flick that was kind of like edited and reshot and kind of dragged out of all the magic that Zack snyder apparently put into it so i will say one thing this cut really redeems why the justice league works they were a very good team. They had amazing dynamics in this movie. But it also shows why we don't need movies like this. Like, the sheer weight and the 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 the, the tone and the grit of it all was just so heavy and everything. I literally stated that this is all dramatic shots set to music and prose. That's it. They just added words to basically amazing instagram boomerangs <laughs> like let's go ahead and get into the the things i hated about it firstly there were way too many fucking slow-mos and dragged out scenes so there was a part where um josh whedon came in did a lot of reshoots and did a lot of like recuts of things and i see why there was a lot in the snyder cut where it basically just drug on forever. Like literally every single scene took so much longer. Like you felt the four hours. Like the story kind of picked up or what are so for you in the in the notion as in like I I lulled off sometimes, but like I was able to keep basically where I was and understood what was going on. I, in, I understand what Zach was trying to do, giving th this gravitas and like this, this full on like kind of orchestral, like magnitude to it all. But it just was so much over the top. It was so heavy in parts that I literally just I stopped caring. <laughs> um, as I said, there were major major improvements that it did through 
just the hindsight of everything. Um, one improvement was taking out a lot of the fluff that I believe that Josh Whedon added in. One of the major fluffs that he added in was this random-ass Russian family that refused to leave in a toxic nuclear wasteland just because this is our home, and we had to save them. That was nowhere in the Snyder Cut. Um, there was a lot of the the kind of, I wouldn't even say jokey moments with Aquaman. A lot of those are gone. Aquaman was a good, good, straight, strong, forward character, and he gave his own little bit of little bit of like charm and charisma to the character because that's just Jason Momoa. What I did love is that I established for sure that Ezra Miller and the Flash character, Barry Allen, was the comic relief. Like he was the one that gave you the, okay, it doesn't all have to be dark, gloomy, and gray. Like he, he made a lot of good jokes, a lot of good quips. It was amazing to see how he got along with literally everybody. You got to see a lot of um, a lot more backstory and dynamics between the characters than just, oh, we found this person. He's on the team. Found this person. He joined the team, too. We found this person. He told me no. Oh, but he's here, though. Like, you got to see a lot more of the build of, okay, here's how we're bringing everyone together. Here's the things that they're going through. Here's the things that Batman is kind of dealing with on his own. It was a lot more fleshed out details than we got in the Whedon version. What I will say as well, they did way more for Cyborg than I think anybody will ever do. Cyborg was literally the heart of this movie. He was the one that kind of pulled it all together. He was the Mati <laughs> for, for my Captain Planeteers out there. Um, he was the one that kind of gave us the beat through everything and it was kind of focused around him because he had the major connection to the mother box of man. Firstly, let's go ahead and address these mother boxes. So <laughs> there was a point where they give you the backstory and they give you how we stopped the mother boxes beforehand and why how we took out Dark Side and all that stuff. Spoiler, Dark Side's in there if you haven't watched any of the goddamn trailers. So <laughs> I was upset with how we kind of divvied out the boxes. So we gave one to the Amazons, we gave one to the Atlanteans, and we gave one to the Land of Men. Amazons locked it away in a big, deep underground tower, and they put chains and stuff on it, guards all around it. The Atlanteans, they put it in a, a deep trench where no one could get to it, and it was, again, guarded and, and, and like protected and everything like that. What did man do? What did man do? We fucking buried it in the woods. My God, like, this is why you don't give shit to men. Like, <laughs> in every fantasy story, man is always the one that fucks up. In Lord of the Rings, in The Hobbit, in, in um, Narnia, anytime we give shit where it's, like, divvied out to, like, magical creatures, mystical beings, man, man is always the one to fuck it up. And that's because we're stupid. <laughs> like, we literally just buried it somewhere in the woods. Not even deep. We didn't even bury it deep. It's so... <sighs> I digress, but still. One point that I will make is that we had a moment, multiple moments, where we were going through backstories and going through disposition and things like that, where I was like, I would rather see this movie than what I'm watching right now. 
we we had this great backstory, this triumphant lead up that we could actually play off of. And I know the Snyderverse will never be a thing, but like I would be interested in watching the first and second tries of Darkseid trying to come to Earth and shit like that, and and seeing him being fallen and Darkseid building up like that's how you build a universe. We have to figure it out and see how they play it out from here. But again, stuff like that, that was a very major plot point that we could have pushed forward on or pushed towards is is really going back in those times. And you got to see the old gods like Zeus and Artemis and, and Hades and stuff like that. And like those were the superheroes of the day. Like that's dope. You could see where Shazam got his powers and stuff from. That could be something that we tie into Shazam or even go into the new gods. I don't know. That's just me rambling off on a tangent. But again, back to the Snyder Cut movie as a whole. There were some things that I really took precedent with because, like, they had the opportunity to do something so, like, epic with it. But you were caught up in such long, drawn-out moments as such as, like, Icelandic women singing Aquaman off or... Lois Lane looking out her window longingly as she woke up to another day without Superman. Or you would have these points that it's like, oh, it's just like a lull in the in the story. Like it it kind of breaks it up for me because like you're just waiting for the next scene to happen and it's still here. Um, I was talking to talking to uh, a couple people or whatever about their response to it, and again, it's just the same. Like it's so long. There was one. Um, <laughs> one YouTuber who literally did a reaction video and their internet crashed while they were watching it with friends. They were able to get the internet back up and going and come back to the stream. And they were still on the same part that they left off at. That should tell you something is amiss. There there shouldn't be a movie that's this long to where things like this will happen. And even though we get such good, fleshing out of characters that we didn't have like Aquaman and and Cyborg and Ezra as Flash or Barry, you you still drop the ball with people such as like Batman. I will say one thing about Josh Whedon's um, version of Justice League. It showed the obsession that Batman had of trying to do right by Superman, do right by Clark, by trying to keep this promise. We touched on it in in the Snyder Cut a little bit, but it didn't really, it didn't really hit home. And there were a few things where, like, it didn't, like, I was waiting for beats to, like, oh, we got to go get Lois. Like, she's the key. Remember when Barry told me that she's the key? And we didn't do that. You know why? Because Lois apparently comes there every day, looks at the Superman statue, then walks away. She always gets a coffee for Jerry, the police officer, who's doing it. And she's like clockwork. And it was so stupid because, like, that's just so serendipitous that oh the the day that we're trying to bring superman back to life this is lois's last day of coming to this statue this is just the one last time jerry like it, it they did way too much they tried way too much and way too hard to kind of like sell the gravitas of it or whatever and it, i basically said that like i basically felt as if he wanted the imagery and the the tone of the story to be told through 
the shots and not the actual narrative. There was so little of just the narrative pushing the story until about the second act that it was all just like literally niggas walking around looking sad. And that was majority of the first first part of the movie. That's it. Like just people walking around looking sad. <sighs> there were also additions to this movie that I felt that were unneeded and <laughs> beyond the epilogue. Well, what, I'm not going to talk about the epilogue yet. Let's go ahead and talk about Martian Manhunter. Spoiler alert, if you don't, haven't seen it yet, Martian Manhunter is a added character. We all thought we were going to get Green Lantern. We did not. We got Martian Manhunter, which was very weird, but also a good payoff because the actor that they had playing Martian Manhunter, or John Johns, he was like there the entire time. He's been there since Man of Steel. Like, he's been around and he's been in the movies to know that he's now Martian Manhunter is like damn okay I fucks with it but for some reason he disguised himself as Martha Kent and went to go see Lois Lane just to talk with her and he was and then like at the end he was like oh you don't know how much we need him or blah blah he said some sentimental shit and then he turned back to Martian Manhunter then he turned back to John Johns and then he fucking walked out it was so weird to have him in there and then even at the end in the end credit scene he comes and sees bruce and he's like oh you, you put the team together i'm glad to see like nigga where were you when we were fighting like what were you doing my god we could have used you we wouldn't have to wake up superman if you would have just came out because you literally have the same power set as superman pyrokinesis for your eyes you have super strength you have phasing abilities like you would have been a pivotal role in the fight against steppenwolf that was a real like what y'all just did it to just like oh snap us because like if martian manhunter was there and he knew what they were up against he knew what they were fighting why didn't he just help makes no sense at all but whatever and then even even then afterwards bruce was like well who are you again and he says some people call me martian manhunter nobody calls you that literally no one would call you that they would call you john jones or john jones like say that don't make it cheesy that was too on the nose a lot of this shit was just on the nose for the starter cut and again it didn't help because it just felt like they were feeding it to you like literally giving you piece by piece of what's going on and that's just kind of a sucky way of writing like <laughs> like honestly we need to go ahead and just say say that like okay it's better than justice league the whedon version of the theatrical cut but it's not this groundbreaking land landmark of a film that's like oh so amazing like it was good but again the length killed it for me and a lot of the story itself was lost within the 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 artistic prose of it or whatever they're like it's so bloated with slow motion and dragged out story arcs and just like pulling on your heartstrings for other things like it's just it's it's doing way too much for what it was given. And sometimes too much of a good thing is a bad thing. And that's exactly what we got here with the Snyder Cut. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this fucking epilogue. So the epilogue came in and it was literally like 
the the ending of Lord of the Rings on steroids. Like, if you remember the Return of the King and you remember the ending, it was like four or five endings. This was like twelve endings, and it literally gave you things like, oh, the um the breakout of Lex Luthor, but also somehow connected with the Joker. And then you saw Lex Luthor on the boat with um Deathstroke, and he's like, well, Batman is Bruce Wayne, and Deathstroke's like, oh, that's all I needed. And then you move into Martian Manhunter seeing Bruce Wayne and then you move into like I said other like payoffs like Ryan Choi is now the head of Star Labs that was also a good addition that I that again we're never getting any of this paid off none of this shit is coming to fruition Ryan Choi was introduced into the Justice League universe and Ryan Choi if you do not know is the second person to hold up the mantle of the Atom the Atom is a shrinking superhero. He may have seen him on Legends Tomorrow, Arrow, and all that stuff, but he was a really good character. Ryan Choi is the second iteration. He is an Asian-American character, and that was a good representation and diversity shown there. But again, we're never getting that payoff, and we're never getting that continuation of this character's story. And they even talk, call out that he's the new director of nanotechnology. Like, come on. <sighs> um, but he was a really good... Even though he had, like four or five lines and like maybe two or three scenes. I really enjoyed Ryan Choi even being in there. So that was dope. Um, you get to see more of the full on family story when it comes to Victor and his father and also the loss of his mother and the, the tragic accident that caused him to kind of lose his his majority of his body and his father to take the risk and turning him into cyborg. You get the full backstory. You get the full emotional ride that you go on with Vic and how he kind of comes to like comes to terms with being cyborg. And it's such a lovely thing to see. And you see him fully go through. So here's the thing that we also have to deal with the epilogue is that goddamn nightmare universe. So here's what they did. They look to have given us both because there's a scene where Vic is like, hey, we have to do this before it's synchronized or we're fucked. And Barry doesn't make it because he gets shot in the side. But then Barry's like, you got to heal. You got to heal. Heals himself up and it takes off faster than the speed of life. And what they do instead of letting it kind of like blow up everything it starts rewriting time. So we're getting straight up flashpoint or alternate universe at this point. And Barry makes it back in time and we saved the world. But here's the thing. The nightmare universe is still there because we still have a full on fucking seed of Batman rallying troops to his, his side or whatever. And like, it's like future alternate death stroke marrow with Aquaman's trident. And we have, um, cyborg in a cloak but when he pulls that shit off he's like war machine underneath the shit and then you also have the Joker it's a hodgepodge of, of a mix of people but you get this long ass fucking monologue from the Joker and you get this crazy ass like like positioning by everyone else and like it's just you, you really don't care or know what's going on I just wanted it to be over but we'll see what happens or so with it um, Warner Brothers said they're not any interested in doing anything with the Snyderverse after this. So th this is it, y'all. Like, this is literally it. Like, you got your wish. The Snyder Cut has been released. 
happy day. I, uh, like you set yourself up for disappointment because if it lived up to your epicness, you're never going to get into this shit again. Or if it sucked, it fucking sucked and you wasted time. So what else? I will give the, the uh, Snyder cut a, a, a decent six, 6.5 out of 10. Like it was really good, but there's a lot of things that I felt weighted down. Like, even though Steppenwolf was better than he was before, he was way too much. Like the fucking armor and the spikes and shit, he looked way over the top. He looked really better as more alien than like a humanoid alien, but like <laughs> it was too gaudy. Darkseid, he played little of a role, but like he he could have done they could have done more since they were teasing it so hard, but we do know that we got a tease for the anti-life equation and it is on earth. And that's why he wants earth so bad. And he kind of pulled up Thanos at the end. And he was like, if you want to get it done, I guess I have to fucking do it the old ways and shit. So yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. If, if we will change the rating, but right now it stands at a 6.57. Okay. 6.5 out of 10 or seven out of 10. Okay. <sighs> Man, it's just, it's a lot. Snyder Cut was like, all right, to, to really give you guys a good be, a measuring stick or a meter for it, go check out Leslie Jones' Twitter. She did a live tweet of the Snyder Cut. It, it literally, she kept hashtagging it with long-ass movie. That is legit the main consensus. This is just a long-ass movie. Zack Snyder wanted to show off his playlist and that was very prevalent. Like he pulled out every song that he could. Oh, Mike, I've almost forgot. So there was this one weird shit that they would do with Wonder Woman, the entire movie that every time she hit the screen or every time she did something, actually there were these ancient laminations. It's oh, like, what the fuck was that? Like, really, that that really threw it off a lot of shit for me. So we <laughs> we got to see the full prowess of Zack Snyder's song-picking abilities, and it's all fucking sad songs. But, like, I will say, if you have a weekend, don't try to marathon this shit in one sitting. Break it up into two. It's six parts. Go ahead and do one through three in the in, like on a Saturday, and then four through six on Sunday or whatever. No, like it's a lot. It's a lot, and I would probably not sit through it all in one sitting again. Um, I had a good suggestion of just put it on the background when you're cooking a big ass meal, and that's probably what the best suggestion I would give to you guys is that put it on the background, cook a big ass meal, and while you cook, just peek over you won't miss much <laughs> uh, so again that is my take on the Snyder Cut um, if you guys have any comments or whatever hit me up down below or hit me up on my socials you know you can find me everywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media at Bobo FNN that's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N that is on Instagram um, that is on Instagram, Twitter uh, Facebook and you guys I might make a TikTok. I don't even know. I don't, I'm not. I can't dance, so I probably won't be making TikToks. I'll probably just be on there scrolling. Uh, but yeah, you guys definitely check us out on all platforms where you can listen to podcasts. We also have an Alexa Skill app. You guys can go ahead and um, download us on our Alexa Skill app through the Alexa Store. Just 
look up Bobo's block and it will be bloop right there. Um, for sure. Again, check out our Patreon. Our Patreon is the best place where you can do the most good for this podcast. And that will be at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I do want to thank you guys for joining me here again on the block. Next week, we'll be talking about a couple of things that deal with brokenness. Um, <laughs> if I do that, what I'll let you guys know as a bonus episode. But again, be on the lookout for the other bonus episode. The next bonus episode that I told you about, the Milestone Returns issue number zero. I will be giving a full comic book review of that. And that will be exclusively on the Patreon. Again, Milestone Returns number zero exclusively on the Patreon. So, for this episode of The Block, I have been your friendly neighborhood nerd, The Babo. I will catch you guys next time. Peace.